You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody It's me, Joe Thrash and Kill And you're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show I'm joined today by the good and golden boy The internet sweetheart You know him, you love him He's 365 days of horror Or as I like to call him, Jordan Jordan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Joe? I'm beaten the fuck down, man. But it's okay. It's it's all right because uh, this show, you know, rejuvenates me. So uh, as we continue on with this program, you will hear me get more animated, uh, more uh, excited, and definitely uh, not just continuing to get more and more tired. Well, just remember uh, when you were walking on the beach, there were two sets of footprints. When things got rough, there were one set of footprints, and that's because I was carrying you and swaddling you like a baby. Mm, I really appreciate that, man. That helps a lot. You know, tying tying weights to your legs and dumping you in the ocean. <laughs> you know, the last like month we've done themed shows uh, where we've have ignored anything happening uh, in terms of current events, specifically to. Uh, either do our Patreon shows uh, over at patreon.com slash toilet of hell, where you get bonus shows for a mere $5 a month, or, uh, you know, our, our series on bad and then good heavy metal covers. I feel like I've been pretty disconnected from everything. How about you? No, I always have my finger on the pulse of all the awful things that are happening. But it was nice to take a little vacation, even if it was uh, staying in the same places. It's like that Seinfeld episode where... George and Jerry had mustaches. It was a vacation <laughs> from themselves. That's what those shows were for us. Yeah. I, well, I need a further vacation for myself. It's not It's not enough, unfortunately. Uh, but for this episode particularly, uh, let's, let's talk about some of the things that are going on in the news, if you will. I feel like uh, we have a variety of things, uh, some hot topics to talk about. Some of them may be a little bit more serious than others. So I guess my question for you is, do you want to start with something that might be kind of a downer or start with something that might be fucking hilarious? Let's start with hilarious. Let's ease people into all the bad news. Thank thank you. I, I need this. Um, you shared this with me uh, all of 10 minutes ago, and it is uh, probably the most delightful thing I've seen all week. What What is it that you found? There is a new punk band out. I know we don't talk about punk all that much, although it does come up mostly about older bands. But there is a new punk band featuring old punk mainstays. Would you like to know who's in this band? Uh, yeah, I'm always interested in what these old guys are doing. What's, uh, what's, who, who's in this one? Speaking of old guys, mm-hmm. Dickie Barrett, formerly of the Mighty Mighty Boss who I think is in his 60s or close to it. Interesting. Uh, Dickie, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever heard him do anything outside of the Mighty Mighty Boss It's because he's been in the Mighty Mighty Boss since the 80s, up until like two years ago. Huh. Yeah, uh, well, this should be a pretty, pretty red-letter day then. Like, he's stepping outside of uh, those that four, maybe five-decade-long shackles he's been in. It's a new day in the Barrett household because he's being joined with former drummer from The Offspring, Pete Parada. I see. Okay. Former former guitarist of Smash Mouth, Greg Camp. 
I feel like we're maybe stretching the boundaries of what's considered punk here, but interesting. Well, Smash Mouth are the most popular band out of all of these. That is true. That is very true. Uh, on bass, you have from the Street Dogs, Johnny Rue. I feel like Johnny Rue is uh, really uh, definitely the luckiest of these people here. I mean, you, you're, you've got Dickie from, you know, the Mighty Mighty Boston's platinum selling band, The Offspring, you know, mini platinum selling, Smash Mouth, like diamond selling, and then Street Dogs. But he's a Rue, so he's delicious. So <laughs> evens out. Yeah, he's really is the base of the whole thing, you know? Just add a little flower to him and mwah. And on guitar and keyboards, Johnny LaRocca of the Briggs. I don't even know who the Briggs is, man. Uh, the reason why I know who the Briggs are is because many years ago, I was still in high school. I saw Flogging Molly, um, some other band, and the Briggs. And like everyone at the show was clearly there for Flogging Molly. <laughs> and this was, I don't know, maybe in like February or March. There was an ice storm the day before. So we were waiting in line. You know, there was a line around the block for this show. And everyone's in like T-shirts because the venue is going to be hot and we're all freezing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everyone's talking. It's a friendly crowd. And I think like the discussion eventually changed to like, you know, who are the Briggs? I don't know who the Briggs are. Who are the Briggs? And uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, I got a Briggs chant started just for no reason. <laughs> Briggs, Briggs, Briggs. Um, it's so funny. Flogging Molly, Dropkick Murphys, like. Should continue that trend. We should uh, start a uh, faux Irish uh, punk band. Call it like uh, uh, Punching McKenzie's. Punchy O'Houlihan's. <laughs> no, that's the name of my bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the synergy for you. You have the bar, you have the band. Yeah. People will associate it. I mean, one of the guys from the Dropkick Murphys owns a bunch of shitty pubs in like Massachusetts, and they had one in Providence, but it closed. Ah, man, can you imagine the uh, the crowd on a Friday night at one of those? Insufferable. Ugh. Let's 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 delve further into this though. Like, what what brings these men together? What brings these men together? Uh, I also want to mention that the band is called the Defiant. The Defiant. Well, I mean, they're a, they're a punk punk rock and roll band. They of course should be Defiant. Am I right? Yeah, but it's what they're Defiant about that makes this funny and sad and newsworthy. Uh, most famously, Dickie Barrett was kicked out slash left his band of 30 to 40 years because all of a sudden during the COVID era, he became a, an outspoken anti-vaxxer to the point where I think he played music at some rally that was being held by Robert Kennedy Jr. <laughs> Man, how the fuck are you going to get kicked out of your band of 40 years where you're the vocalist on your day off? Wild stuff. <laughs> Well, it happened. There you go. And, uh, you know, it's not just him that has a problem with it. Pete Parada, formerly of The Offspring, was also kicked out of his band for spouting anti-vax COVID-19 conspiracies. I mean, isn't uh, Dexter Holland like a microbiologist or some shit? He has a PhD. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, he could maybe try to explain a few things to old Pete Parada there, but Pete Parada won't listen. He's also just the drummer in Offspring. We don't need you. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. So, if, you, uh, if you're not uh, the science guy or noodles, nobody cares. And if you're not the science guy or noodles, we don't need you. Yep. And this is there was an article about this band a few months back 
uh, on boingboing.net that goes into some detail about these people. Uh, this article also points out that Pete Parada now plays drums for oh. Tim Pool's band. Whoa, 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 whoa. He, uh, Pete Parada went from the offspring to Tim Pool. You cannot be serious here, man. It just, it, his beliefs were so strong and his love for bald spot covering hats was too great that he didn't want to stay in guaranteed moneymaker, the offspring. I am struggling to think of anybody fumbling the bag that fucking hard, dude. Phew. All right. Uh, I don't even know what to make with that, man. Uh, Gina Carano. Yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty legendary fumble as well. Rounding out the lineup are ex Smash Mouth guitarist Greg Camp, who recently participated in the benefit concert for the Church for Scientology's Cryptic COVID Prevention Campaign. Hell yes. That's it's one thing to be like a a crank who's like the the fucking vaccine's gonna give you the five G or whatever, and it's a whole nother thing. Yes because all vaccines are bad due to Scientology. Also, uh, psychology might be illegal. <laughs> all praise Lord Zenu. Mm-hmm. Joey Laraca of the Briggs, who has previously been criticized for his belief in Scientology. Ah. And Johnny Rue, formerly of Street Dogs, who randomly posted a screenshot of a pro-vaccine article to his Instagram just a few weeks ago with no caption or comment. <laughs> yeah what, what is your deal man like uh you're the uh, the lukewarm water here you gotta do something you gotta do something a little bit bigger to stand out he's just here for the riffs um i guess this makes me wonder i mean scientology famously uh, targets you know the the wealthy and famous that's that's kind of their their deal do you think Smash Mouth ever approached a level of fame where the Scientology was like, we got to get involved with these guys? Probably. I'm sure the people in Scientology have heard at least the well-known Smash Mouth songs, or maybe they're big fans of Shrek, and uh, they figured they could squeeze some money out of them. Or, you know, they need warm bodies to work in their sugar caves or whatever it is that they're <laughs> doing. So if they can't get money out of Smash Mouth guy, maybe they can start supporting this new band and they'll get the youthful children that love 60-year-old old man punk rock. It's possible. What do we need to do to get our podcast to the level where we got Scientology representatives reaching out to us? Uh, be rich or attractive. Mm. Mm. I, don't mm -hmm. see, I don't think it's in the cards for either one of us, man. No, the best we can get is like snake handlers. I uh, went to, uh, I got my first degree uh, from UT and uh, there right across the street from the campus on the main drag there, uh, there used to be uh, a big ass arcade in a basement and above the basement was a church of Scientology. And <laughs> uh, I think it, it, it got uh, bought out by uh, the university years ago, unfortunately. Uh, but it used to be when I was a, in, in school there, they uh, they would stand out there, you know, all day and all night offering people uh, personality tests, which I, of course, took. <laughs> <laughs> and you got an A+. Plus. Uh, yeah, they no, they told me that I, uh, the reason that I, uh, you know, I have self-doubt and depression, it wasn't because, you know, I was uh, skinny and full of acne. It was actually because of uh, all the this uh, uh, 
degenerate shit in my soul. But uh, fortunately, they could help me clear that out. I just needed to, you know, continue coming to meetings and read these books and give them a little bit of money. I didn't end up doing that, though. They just keep testing you. And it's like, man, he's awesome. What are we going to do? Sorry, we can't help you. You were just an awesome dude. That's okay. That's all right. I'll, I'll find another uh, cult to, to join on to. Hare Krishna's. Hell yeah. Now, now we're talking. Um, I'd, I'd love to shave my head and wear like a loose fitting kind of, uh, you know, summer appropriate garb. Um, so I, I was real curious here. Uh, these here fellas in the Defiant, they have a single out now called uh, Dead Language. Did you, uh, did you listen to this? I did, and it is for fans of just the most generic non-punk punk rock available today. Yeah, it's that sh- real shitty, like bouncy, like no no aggression, no speed. Like, is this punk? Is this does this have anything to do with punk? Kind of sound. Uh, really strongly dislike it. Reminds me of um, God. What is it? Um, maybe like a, an anemic version of Lifestyles and the Rich and Famous by Good Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking uh, like Dropkick Murphy shipping up to Boston, but without the shipping or the up to Boston part. <laughs> um, these guys, I, I know that they're really kind of trying for it, but it certainly sounds like they're just phoning it in. Do you think that maybe they've just lost the spark? And the machine that they're raging against is please get vaccinated so you don't die. And that's, I don't know, I guess the, you don't have a lot of energy that comes along with it. You just go to rallies with 20 or 30 other weirdos and bother people as they go about their day. I mean, it's just so um, odd to be doing this now at, at this stage in the game. Like we're collectively as a society, we're kind of over it. Like if you don't want to get the vaccine, whatever, that's fine. Nobody... No, literally nobody's forcing you. Uh, any kind of consideration of that is long gone. So who are you mad at, really? I think they've just been kicked out of their popular bands and they have nothing to fall back on. They have no skills. They have no job experience. So we might as well hook up with these other people in similar situations. It's like, I think a week or two ago, someone who used to be in Stone Sour is now in the similar situation of, Like he didn't get vaccinated and got COVID and they told him like, don't come to practice. (laughs) And they like eventually kicked him out. And this was a few years ago. And like just recently ranted about it on Instagram to the point where I think Corey Taylor's wife was like, no, 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 no. We we kicked you out because you had COVID and didn't tell anyone. (laughs) I mean, that is a pretty scumbag move, though, right? Like you you don't want to be getting folks sick, you know, just because you're trying to hide it. And yet. And yet. Um, taking a look at, 
taking a look here at the uh, the comments on uh, Blabbermouth because I have to. <laughs> uh, let's see. Very metal. I, I agree with you. Uh, I dig it. It's a chill song with clever lyrics. All right. Thank you. Watch out, Mashuga. The boys are back. I don't. I don't think I understand that one. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, yeah. What do you think? Are these guys going to be, uh, you know, in danger of uh, putting out a platinum record anytime soon? I mean, they're going to be in danger, but not from that. <laughs> uh, this current strain of COVID uh, kind of seems to be shredding through everybody without, you know, even kind of consideration to your uh, vaccine status. Uh, it mostly seems to manifest as uh, like pretty extreme abdominal pain and uh, people shitting themselves. So at least they have that to look forward to. Are we sure it's not just dominoes that they've been eating? It could be a little column A, it could be a little column B. Mm. So uh, thank you for your service, Defiant, uh, as being the one bright spot on this week's episode. Let's continue the show. Jordan. Yes. What is the deal with all of these old-ass metal bitches? It was a banner week for transphobic bullshit. Because it didn't happen once. It didn't happen twice. It didn't happen three times. It happened at least four times with four different people in the rock to metal realm of people in these bands saying transphobic and in some cases homophobic stupid bullshit. And uh, yeah, it's not great. I mean, I know that in general... Musicians are not smart people, which is right. fine. That's why we do this show. It's it's wonderful, you know, in a way that we have that going for us, where we get to kind of observe these people uh, just bumble through life and fuck up a lot, and then we get to, you know, we get to talk about it for an hour a week. Uh, this is uh, this is a little bit uh, a little bridge too far for old Joe, I would say. So who do you want to start with? You want to start old man and work our way up to modern stuff? Yeah, let's start with a. I, let's go oldest to youngest, I guess. Um, which I think, boy, I don't know. Uh, let me let me Google real quick. Uh, we we could start corpsiest to youngest. Uh, that's easier. Wait, wait, wait. One second. I am currently okay. Yeah, no. By one year, by one year, the oldest of the group is Carlos Santana. So smooth. Um. Carlos Santana, by the way, I, I had no idea he was still doing shows. Did did you know that he was still doing shows? What else is Carlos Santana going to be doing? Dying. <laughs> but it's never fast enough. We're all dying, Joe. Uh, I guess so. Um, Some sooner than later. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, so, <clears throat> Carlos Santana, uh, you know, he's... Uh, I guess most famous uh, before the year 2000 for doing Oya Como Va. Uh, and then after the year 2000... Uh, evil Ways. Uh, I, oh, come on. Oya Como Va is like... That's one of those songs that like has been covered 10 million times by 10 million different artists, though. That one's got to be the bigger one, I would say. I don't know. Perhaps. I, I, gotta, I think it is, anyway. Uh, or, you know, the whole Santana Abraxas record, if you're into, uh, you know, the Columbia Record Club. Um, then there, of course, some enterprise. And I read like a whole fucking long read on this. Uh, some studio executive that uh, decided that, you know, wanted to, you know, revitalize Santana's career. So he got a whole 
uh, big list of folks to work with him for that one record. Uh, and for some reason, uh, Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20, which was maybe one of the bigger bands in the world at that time, was the one that took it over the top. And now people like still reference it, though I think ironically. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing uh, nothing serious about that. It was inescapable mm-hmm. for so long. Um, I think the weirdest thing about that, too, is I remember when that record came out, that was not the lead single for it. They tried to make the Everlast Santana uh, song, like, take off first, uh, which uh, nobody wanted that. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what the, what the, what is it that he got into the other day? Uh, so he had a concert in New Jersey, of all places. I don't know what that says about my former home state. Uh, in July, he played a concert, and unprompted, unexplained why, he decided to go on a rant during his concert in front of hundreds, Dozens. two thousands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of uh, moms and dads who are there to groove to the three or four songs they actually know. And he said, when God made you and me, before we came out of the womb, you know who you are and what you are. Later on, when you grow up and you see things and you start believing that you could be something that sounds good, but you know it ain't right because a woman is a woman and a man is a man. That's it. Whatever you want to do in the closet, that's your business. I'm okay with that. And then he referenced, he saying, his brother Dave Chappelle. Ah, I see. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know why he said any of that, but he said it. And facing a lot of criticism, he released a statement on Facebook, which means his publicist released a statement on Facebook. I am sorry for my insensitive comments. They don't reflect that I want to honor and respect all persons, ideals, and beliefs. I realize that what I said hurt people, and that was not my intent. I sincerely apologize to the transgender community and everyone I offended. Here is my personal goal that I strive to achieve every day. I want to honor and respect all persons, blah, 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 blah. This is the planet of free will, and we have all been given this gift. I will now pursue this goal to be happy and have fun, and for everyone to believe what they want and follow in your hearts without fear. It takes courage to grow and glow in the light that you are and to be true, genuine, and authentic. We grow and learn to shine our light with love and compliments. Have a glorious existence. Peace. So I want to take back what I said about his publicist because if a publicist wrote that, I hope they're fired. Oh, for sure, man. That's that's pretty awful. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, later deleted this, by the way. <laughs> so, huh. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, the, the thing here where he says, because a woman is a woman is a man and is a, is a man, that's it. And, okay, so that's standard boilerplate transphobia. And then he says, whatever you want to do in the closet, that's your business. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Which is just like... In 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 general, like uh, I don't I don't really approve of any of this uh, this gay stuff either. So <laughs> yeah, you're mixing your phobias. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I don't know, man. It's not uh, I guess that beyond the pale that an elderly Latino man would be like uh, you know 
socially conservative in this regard, but at the same time, like completely unbidden, unprompted, when you know that you have a huge lib audience, like what the fuck are you doing, you old idiot? Shut the fuck up. It's just, it's the unprompted part of it that's uh, so weird. Like, did something happen (laughs) to make you say this right then and there? Like, you know, people are going to be unhappy with that. You know it's going to get reported on at some point. It's not like you're in an interview and you slipped up or you're talking amongst friends. It's like, no, you're in front of lots of people saying this. What is the plan here? And the plan is I am a dumb old bigot. I think that's the thing that's... um seems to uh, will be the the recurring theme is that all of these all of these statements all of these idiots are com- completely unbidden offering uh, their hateful opinions towards uh, trans folks and it's like I think that one of them sees another one doing it and it's like a virus like it overtakes them like ah this is suddenly something I care about despite having never thought about it before and I'm gonna just let it consume me until you hear about it nonstop I don't understand it. I, as far as like musicians go, I think, as you said, they, a lot of them are stupid and a lot of them just do this for their entire lives. They don't read books. They don't experience the world. They're just on a tour bus and a stage. And then when they're not, they're at home bored, waiting to go on the tour bus and on the stage and back into the studio to put out an album people don't want to listen to. So I think they are just, um, you know, in a state of arrested development or just, They've never grown as a person. So when they see or hear or learn about something that is even slightly out of their very focused and blinded worldview, it's they see it as an affront to them as a person. They couldn't possibly conceive uh, a trans person or a bisexual person or any of these sorts of things. And when they tell their old jokes that their friends listened to 30 years ago or they have their old thoughts that have never evolved, when people call them out, they take it as an offense. Like, oh, how could you say I'm not? I could never. You are hurting my free speech. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They are they are stuck in their ways and they refuse to learn or grow, even in their apologies. And we'll see more of that later because they're not apologies. It's just. I am sorry I offended you, not I am sorry I will learn, I will speak to people, I really feel badly for doing this. Yeah, I think that, you know, by far the worst defender that we've seen so far is definitely Dee Snyder, who's like, I will not apologize. As a matter of fact, I'm being persecuted now. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone think about me? Dee Snyder. Good question, man. Uh, so that's... You know, that's Carlos Santana, somebody who I never, ever think about, ever. So uh, maybe he did this just to get people to remember, oh, yeah, he did Smooth. Maybe I should listen to Smooth. And he gets another, like, few thousand dollars in Spotify royalties or something. It's possible. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any sort of business plan with these people. It's not like they're putting out the good old country boy north of Virginia stuff. And then when all the conservatives buy it up, you pull the rug out from under them and be like, I actually wrote it about all the Republicans running for president. Uh, that guy, that guy actually still sucks a lot. No, yeah, I don't yeah. believe that guy for a second. Yeah. Um, but this is a, this is an anti ginger with an acoustic guitar show. We don't have to, we don't have to cover that. Uh, let's, let's talk about somebody more metal centric, I suppose. Uh, it'd be one 
Uh, Alice Cooper. Um, Alice Cooper, you know, I think we've talked about on the show a time or two is, you know, for folks that aren't aware, he's been a Republican like for his entire life, I guess. And his primary hobby uh, is uh, playing golf. <laughs> so if you have a, a guy that's a Republican that plays golf, what, what do you have? It's, you know, the standard dude that there are millions of and they kind of suck. Um, so w- w- what did he get up to this week? And he's also a born again Christian. Oh, I forgot so, about that. That makes it even worse. Yeah. He's a conservative born again Christian that lives in Arizona and plays golf and he's looking corpsier and corpsier every year. I mean, to the point where, like, he's been on Fox News, like, supporting, like, John McCain when he ran for president. Loser. So, Loser yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, this isn't anything new. Um, so, he, in an interview with Stereo Gum that was helpfully uh, picked out by Blabbermouth, we love you. Thank you for doing all the hard work. Uh, Alice Cooper was asked for his thoughts on some of the recent comments made by his theatrical rock peers about gender identity, with Paul Stanley calling gender-affirming care for kids a, quote, sad and dangerous fad. And Dee Snyder apparently agreeing with him. See, at least the difference between Santana and this is someone asked him about it. <laughs> he wasn't just on the golf course going, what's the deal? With-? So that's something. I mean, that, that is something. But I think people also forget, uh, especially somebody that has been interviewed, you know, thousands and thousands of times in his life that you don't necessarily have to answer a question. Right. And as I always say, it is free to do nothing. Yep. You could just no comment. You know, I don't know enough about it. Uh, I just want everyone to be happy. Anything like that. Just a generic non-answer. And you wouldn't get days and days of stories about this. But nope, they can't help themselves. They have to answer it. So after being asked this, Alice said, I'm understanding that there are cases of transgender. Cases of transgender. Many such cases. I mean, in a... In a time and place where, you know, the news cycle wasn't so insane that this would be the new binders full of women. (laughs) I don't know if you remember, uh, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 episodes ago we talked about, uh, was it the someone standing outside a men's room and a women's room with his hand on his hips being gender critical going, Uh, hmm. The gender critic. (laughs) The gender critic, Alice Cooper. I'm understanding that there are cases of transgender, but I'm afraid that it's also a fad. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people claiming to be this just because they want to be that. I find it wrong when you've got a six-year-old kid who has no idea. He just wants to play, and you're confusing him, telling him, yeah, you're a boy, but you could be a girl if you want to be. I think that's so confusing to a kid. It's even confusing to a teenager. You're still trying to find your identity, and yet here's this thing going on saying, yeah, but you can be anything you want. You can be a cat if you want to be. So he's I, clearly following the same, like, forwards from, like, some dipshit, like, grandmother's Facebook, right? He's watching Fox News. Yeah. Because just this week, one of their hard news people mentioned the nonsense. They have a kitty litter box in high schools now, which is not true. So that's where he's getting it from. And uh, he continues, I mean, if you identify as a tree and I'm going, come on, what are we in? A Kurt Vonnegut novel? What, uh, it's so absurd that it's gone now to the point of absurdity. It's so absurd that it's got to the point of absurdity. I love it. 
when you people, know when he's right, he's right. <laughs> fucking love these people that are known for being, <laughs> being uh, otherwise articulate. Uh, art, you know, they're artists, and they're just like this absurdity is absurd. <laughs> he continues. The whole woke thing. The whole, nobody can answer this question. The okay. The whole woke thing. Nobody can answer this question. Great point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe you can. Who's making the rules? Is there a building somewhere in New York where people sit down every day and say, okay, we can't say mother now. We have to say birthing person. Get that out on the wire right now. Who is this person that's making these rules? I don't get it. I'm not being old school about it. I'm being logical about it. I feel like, well, I mean, we should probably break this down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who, who's making these rules? Is there some building in Jew York? <laughs> like, where did, why is it, why is it all of a sudden got to be uh, some kind of New York thing, man? Because it was either New York or Harvard or uh, Cambridge. That's yeah. why. Those uh, are the two, and Chicago. Those are the three places these people know. Um, who is making the rules that like woman is now a birthing person? As far as I can tell, it seems to be entirely made up uh, by people that are otherwise out uh, right wing outrage merchants. Mm-hmm. Like their job is to rile up your senile old fucking pappy and uh, get him to you know uh, walk around a uh, busy downtown center with his gun because he thinks that it's going to somehow revert things back to his memories of watching fucking cartoons in the fifties. I don't know. Leave it to Beaver episodes that never really happened. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Who, who's making these rules? I don't know. It's I guess like Fox or like. Uh, shit. What are the other right wing outlets now? I feel like they've all been cannibalized since like the Trump rifts. Newsmax. Yeah. Uh, the Blaze. So OAN. Free, Freedom Nation or some shit like that. Yeah. There's Live Nation, which is like we don't take sides, and yeah. you go, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Uh, honestly, the Moonies, the Moonies might might be making a lot of these rules. Yeah, it's just it, Fox News is the biggest proponent of this, where they'll take a little tiny portion of a story that's like super obscure and they blow it out of proportion and spend days, days talking about this to keep Pop Pop and Mima glued to the TV and get them to donate money to like Ron DeSantis's campaign, just keeping people dumb and living in fear the whole time. And you get even, you know, aged rock stars pay attention to this stuff too. And then they say this stuff and actually believe it. I will say, as an aside, uh, I, I realize that uh, DeSantis has immiserated millions of people, like ruined countless lives uh, in his tenure as uh, governor of Florida, uh, re- really ruining the state to a degree that it's never going to come back to like anything uh, livable for so, so many people. Um, but it's almost worth it to watch him just completely fucking flame out as the fraud that he's always been. <laughs> just a completely inhuman human being. Yeah, uh, I, I think the national stage is a great look for him. Everyone around can watch him grit his teeth and lick his lips like, oh, this is a uh, pod person. <laughs> like you can, if people are ever interested, you can go back in previous like Republican primaries for president and see mostly governors get like hyped up. as like, oh, you better watch out for this guy. They're pretty popular in their home state. And then they get to some sort of main stage or they're asked even like the most basic of questions from like a non-friendly source. 
and they flame out spectacularly. Scott Walker, former governor of Wisconsin, is a good example of that. Uh, Fred Thompson, who was somehow a senator <laughs> at one point, a, a whole bunch of them. It's like, oh, they're going to be a big deal. And then, you know, they shit themselves live on TV. None of them have been as bad as this. This is uh, definitely one of the worst that I can recall. Uh, he is uh, very much taking the Jeb role if there was an additional like malevolence in watching Jeb's demise. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the Alice Coopering, he continued, because of course he did. It's getting to the point now where it's laughable. If anybody was trying to make a point on this thing, they turned it into a huge comedy. I don't know one person that agrees with the woke thing. I don't know one person. Everybody I talk to says, isn't it stupid? And I'm going, well, I respect people. I respect people and who they are, but I'm not going to tell a seven-year-old boy, go put a dress on because maybe you're a girl. That's a good thing that you're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. And he's going, no, I'm not. I'm a boy. So I say, let somebody at least become sexually aware of who they are before they start thinking about if they're a boy or a girl. A lot of times I look at the I look at it this way, the logical way. Mm-hmm. If you have oh my god. If you have these genitals, you're a boy. <laughs> if you have those genitals, you're a girl. There's a difference between I am a male who is a female and I'm a female that's a male and wanting to be female, you were born a male, okay, so that's a fact. You have these things here. Again, it's it's literally the gender critic Alice Cooper. Yeah. He's going to inspect everyone's genitals. It, I mean, it, it, it always, it always goes back to a hyperfixation on genitals with these people. Like, what is the difference between sex and gender? Have you ever thought about it? No, I'm thinking about cock and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the hyperfixation on people's genitals. Yeah. Uh, that, and that's the case with every one of these people, especially like the the rabid like UK strain of turf. Like mm. they are so mm. hyper focused on pussy. <laughs> like that's all you can think about. <laughs> Nothing else even matters. There's more, but uh, that's enough of that. Fuck this old idiot. So, uh, <laughs> you old I, bitch. You old bitch. Yeah. So, like, I assume you know uh, this is going swimmingly for him, right? Yeah, it's working out real well. He's uh, just this week he was dropped by some company, uh, Vampire Cosmetics, that uh, had hooked up with him to like throw his name and his face on some palettes. Yeah, um, supposedly this palette was, uh, let's see, um, supposed to be doing something with like Vincent Price, uh, which was, you know, if you look at Facebook memes, like Vincent Price and Alice Cooper were best friends when, you know, Vincent Price was a dying old man or whatever. So it's just fraud. You're a fucking fraud. <laughs> Vincent Price was bisexual. Yes. Uh, and it seems to me that Alice Cooper was, uh, you know, a really, uh, a guy that people seem to get along with really well. Uh, across, you know, all, all forms of art when he was a huge drunk. <laughs> and since quitting drinking and uh, becoming a born again, he's just kind of, he sucks a lot, to be honest with you. It seems to be a theme among people who do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe go back to drinking. Maybe that's the right idea. I got to say, there is a real risk that these guys need to be thinking about. Uh, the, the Carlos Santanas and the Alice Coopers of the world that... The last thing that people remember them doing before they fucking die is going on a hateful tirade 
Um, I mean, think about it with uh, with fucking meatloaf. <laughs> like the last thing people remember about you is uh, saying, hell no, I won't take that shot before you died of COVID. We only have so much time in this world. Yeah. Why are you spending your waning years doing this stuff? Even if it's something that you actually believed in, like you were... People want to remember the good times. They want to remember music. They want to remember the good feelings they had listened to it. And now they can never do that again because you're an old shithead. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild that throughout all of this, uh, Gene Simmons has probably been the best of these old fucking idiots. <laughs> He's just solely focused on making money, and that has like been his saving grace. Uh, sometimes having that as your North Star it works out, I guess. Uh, wouldn't he has it. a hobby. He has kept busy. <laughs> uh, well, do we have other old people, or can we move on to slightly younger folks? We can move on to slightly younger folks, but still... Saying the same things and just having their brains rotted while sitting on a tour bus with their phone in front of their face watching YouTubers. Really poison the well for generations here. How about Thy Art is Murder vocalist CJ McMahon? How about Thy Fart is Murder vocalist CJ Mc... Uh, poop. Mm, <laughs> Got him. Yes, well Got done. his ass. Yeah. Yeah, what, metalcore, deathcore, whatever, 10th generation band that came along way after I cared about any of that stuff and has just had a name that has prevented me from ever wanting to listen to them. And among doing other stupid things, uh, didn't he also quit the band for a time to sell shoes on eBay? Yeah, yeah, he uh, was a sneaker flipper. So he was one of the guys who like employed bots to uh, kick you out of whatever line you were in for a limited release pair of like Jordans. So uh, he would turn around, flip those on StockX or whatever the fuck. Uh, thankfully, that market is fully melting down right now. A lot of real fucking huge pieces of shit are losing their shirt on it. And that's that's good. I think that's a good thing. Uh, I hope it doesn't That's affect. Good. I actually. Good. I hope it doesn't affect old CJ's bottom line at all. I'm sure he doesn't have a closet full of like limited edition Supreme dunks or something like that. Spending thousands of dollars on Kanye West sneakers that got canceled. <laughs> oh, those are on a fire sale, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I actually drove by just some local sneaker store, and they hadn't opened yet, and people were lined up outside. Yeah, it it's bit. I have been aware of this for like 15 years now where people will camp outside of spots that they know are going to have a limited release drop. And like there have been um, a number of of shoe stores that have opened up that cater directly to these people where they only kind of sell those things. So, you know, if you're, you can see them people lined up for all night if you want, so they can get, you know, whatever super hyped up shoe is going to come out that day. Something that's going to get smudged. These people don't wear these shoes, man. (laughs) It's like the (laughs) fucking comic book nerds that won't take anything out of the Mylar protective wrapper. We'll move on, but one more weird shoe thing. I actually went to a mall for the first time in like five years. Ooh, I bet that was depressing. It was weird. Um, But one thing I noticed is, you know, obviously groups of like high schoolers, middle schoolers walking around, and a lot of them were wearing these i i guess you can call them sneakers but they kind of looked like again we're going back to a seinfeld reference uh the episode where the guy jimmy had the shoes that like made you run faster and jump higher and like the foot was just really like wide and circular 
I saw a bunch of kids wearing it looked like slippers, like giant slippers to made to look like sneakers. And it wasn't like one or two of them. It was a lot. And it just it felt like a comedy skit where people were messing with me. Oh, yeah, this is the new thing. Everyone's wearing it. I mean, to, like, get me to buy a pair and then everyone laughs at you. What they were wearing, dude, they, those are Yeezys. <laughs> Like that's that's the specific thing that like looks like a big uh, wiry cloud that's just huge on your foot. Great. Uh, but yeah, like I've I've seen kids uh, wearing them more now than I ever have because they're so cheap at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, everything's great. Capitalism, yay. <laughs> so back to the art is murder. C.J. McMahon has quit Instagram. Oh no. Oh no. Reportedly, after controversial statements regarding trans identity, apparently found the deathcore vocalist running afoul of the social media network's guidelines. And this was reported on the PRP. McMahon, who is a father himself. Oh, great. Lovely. The, the sons of fathers is said to have reposted a video shared by right wing political commentator and all around freak Matt Walsh. Oh, I feel yeah. like that that's probably the worst one I would say. That's probably one of the worst ones. Yeah. Without the people like explicitly saying murder. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the worst ones. Yeah. And uh yeah. Anyway, in which a woman is seen asking her young child if they are a boy or a girl, to which the child replies, Both. The mother then replies, Okay, you're both. Per metal sucks, it is being alleged McMahon captioned the video with a comment stating that the woman, quote, should be burned to death. What the fuck? That video was allegedly shared on his Instagram stories and is said to have been reported by another user and thus taken down. Screen caps of several exchanges regarding the backlash of McMahon's post have since been shared online, part him deleting his Instagram, which had over 122,000 followers. Uh, according to his screen caps, one reader stated, shouldn't have taken your story down. We need to call out that movement, which McMahon re allegedly replied with. I didn't. It got reported, and I got messages off four stupid people and 100 people backing to protect children from his behavior. I'm just ducking done with it all, so I'm going to do my own thing. Um, McMahon, sorry. McMahon, late, mm, I just, I just want to pause there, man. Like, so that the woman asks their kid, like, "Are you a boy or a girl?" And the kid says both, and says the the mother said, "All right, you're both." That's fine that's nothing that that's absolutely okay behavior what's what's wrong with that can you do you see anything weird about that wanting to burn someone to death for something like that is mm, insane fully fully fucking insane behavior man like uh, that is deep-seated hatred that's not even a i don't understand this i'm tired of people telling me what to think that's violent insanity and don't get me wrong, I feel like plenty of people should be burned to death, but like sure. it's generally because they've uh, caused harm uh, to mm -hmm. <laughs> to like real harm to folks. So uh, that's that's not a that's not a harmful thing in the least bit. I don't understand where all of that fucking vitriol came from out of nowhere. Probably watching Matt Walsh videos. I mean, he kind of uh, you know hangs out just on the edge of calling for people to die, doesn't he? He's very close and yeah. uh, has is all sorts of awful and terrible things and is one of the biggest monsters on Twitter. So, 
Uh, I hope he gets burned to death, actually. That would be fine with me. Slowly. Yes. Slowly. Mm-hmm. McMahon later commu- communicated his plans to start an OnlyFans page in light of the backlash prior to deleting his Instagram. So not only are you transphobic piece of shit, you're invading the spaces of sex workers to presumably spew more vitriol and hatred. And he says, I'm going off social media for good. I will only post band related things on here and will not be contactable. Is that a word? I don't, I, I don't think so. I will start an OnlyFans with my own content and no, it will not be nudes or sexual soon. <laughs> I assume he means this is going to start it soon and that like not, it will be nudes or sexual eventually. <laughs> I guess, uh, who are these people clamoring for him to, to share more of his opinions aside from a couple of idiots that are like his reply guys? I mean, you could do a free OnlyFans, so I guess you can do that. But there are other musicians on it, like Franz is on OnlyFans. I think um, Tommy Vext is as well, or did at one point. So that's uh, like a place where some of these people go when they get kicked off of social media or they're tired of you know, people actually saying, hey, what the fuck? So they go to this place where I guess they're more upset that people are posting nudes and are trying to like get rid of that content until they realize they're going to lose all of their money. I would love, so I would love mm-hmm. to see the financials on like who the fuck is going to subscribe to this guy's OnlyFans just to see him be like, I don't, I don't care. This is bad. These people ought to die. Like, and him and like uh, Vex, like what the fuck are you getting out of Vex OnlyFans? Uh, he actually might hang dong though. He's kind of desperate. <laughs> Hang button. <laughs> so that wasn't the end of it. The wow. artist murder vocalist CJ McMahon has issued a video apology for his recent comments on social media. Oh boy, what's he got? What's and, he got to say about this? Yeah, so he did a video about it and addressing my recent post. I recognize the hurtful impact my words had on the community, and I am deeply sorry. No, you didn't. You're barely like a sentient human being. You didn't recognize shit. <laughs> I am learning from my mistakes and committed to better understanding, respecting, and supporting every individual. I don't buy it. I just don't believe it. Yeah. So the thing is, his bandmates had a message of solidarity with the trans community. So Mm -hmm. I guess that was, um, he said about the video himself. Hey guys, CJ here. Just wanted to make this video to apologize to everybody that's been upset and offended by the video that I shared and commented horribly on Instagram a few days ago. My intentions weren't to be transphobic in any way, shape, or form. And now it's gotten to the point that it doesn't really matter what my intentions were. I'm real curious to what your intentions were then by saying that. I apologize to the LGBTQ plus community and their allies and the people that support them. And I thought I did support them. But obviously, my video that I shared and commented horribly on has proved otherwise. To my friends that I have that are trans, please don't take this as me being transphobic. <laughs> my right. intentions were very different to be anything other than that. And I apologize to my band that aren't standing with me, and I don't blame them. So, yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Again, Musicians, vocalists, so articulate. <laughs> um, yeah, man, what do you think? Are they going to 
hope this kind of dies down or you think they might be looking for a replacement? I'm sure they're going to hope this dies down. Yeah. Unless there are other things that have been going on and happening that we don't know about. They'll probably just wait a couple of weeks and then just go about their day because, I mean, this is what the death court community. Uh, I granted I don't know all that much about it, but I feel this is like a step below metalcore when it comes to doing stupid things. Correct. So I'm sure just knuckles will be dragged and, you know, I don't. Why is it so hard for people to genuinely apologize? Uh, I, I know we like we live in an era where. You have to be a manly man. That's always right at every point. And, but like can, you can see that this is bothering people and hurting people and is offensive. So like while you say I understand that this was offensive and what this video was was horrible, but you have to like back it up. You have to have use your words. <laughs> don't just be like, well, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. Again, like I don't I didn't intend for this to be transphobic. It's like, well. I mean, did you think about even a little bit what what that entails, like what you were trying to say? Uh, I just, I don't it's know. It's like that, that meme with the goose that's chasing after someone. It's like, well, then how did you intend it? Yeah. How did you intend it, motherfucker? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's clear that this is another dildo that's, you know, fully bought into the uh, right-wing sphere that, you know, the Matt Walsh is the world perpetuate. It's like, okay, well... I kind of respect you less for not just doubling down. Uh, like, say what you say, mean what you say. This is this is nothing. You don't. You didn't suddenly learn empathy in over the course of like three days with everybody yelling at you. <laughs> when it comes to the doubling down thing, I feel like if you're even putting out a mealy mouth non-apology, you at least recognize that you have screwed up in some sort of way. Yeah. Whereas like the doubling and even tripling down, it's like, no, no, I, I am a piece of shit. That's right. What are you going to do about it? I feel like that's way worse. I mean, like at least li- at least lie to me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's that's true. It is worse. But I just I, there, there is something to uh, I owning up yeah. to being a piece of shit. Yeah, it's I, awful and it's terrible. But at least you you recognize that you're a terrible person. I don't know. I like honesty. I would prefer some honesty here, and there is none. This guy is like, ah, I didn't, it was a thing that I didn't intend. So, like, you called for this mother to be burned alive uh, because she didn't share a strict binary view of gender uh, in, like, the most innocuous way possible. I don't know, man. I think you're just kind of a huge piece of shit. Coming from a well-known huge piece of shit, it's not like it was a meme shared by shared by shared by and it like trickled down to you and like half the picture was cut off and it's been so degraded from screenshotting that it's blurry <laughs> like you pulled this straight from the source yeah you you dipped your cup into old faithful and took a big sip of it so i gotta say yeah just i don't buy it don't buy it at all uh i'm gonna keep bringing it up too because f- fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, who else you got? You have, you have another, uh, notable moron this week. Notable is straining it. Cause Stretch. it's not exactly <laughs> a, a known within the realm of extreme music. I guess we can go with yeah. and people that spend way too much time on YouTube, looking up horrendous metal covers of pop songs. Uh, we've talked a bit about that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, recently we had those episodes. We specifically left this person off because we didn't want to like 
subject people to the music or yep. like talk about them. Yep. <laughs> We're just like, nah, nah, we can't do this. Alex Terrible of Slaughter to Prevail, famous for just doing deathcore versions of Billie Eilish and Lady Gaga, and is still doing it. This isn't like a did it five years ago, got popular and moved on. Still doing it. So yeah. this is his uh, bread and butter, along with just the boring-ass deathcore band that wears gold demon masks. I don't know why. That's what they do. I blame it on them being Russian, which uh, some people are blaming a lot of this on. I mean, it's a part of it, I guess. <laughs> it doesn't help. This was, again, on the PRP, helpfully laying this out. Slaughter to Prevail vocalist Alex Terrible recently drew some controversy with a video he posted titled Four Rules of Real Men. Well, when I'm wondering, like, direction I should go in terms of masculinity, the uh, first thing I think about is, like, uh, deathcore musicians. That's that's number one for me. The peak of manliness is someone hurgling, gurgling to Katy Perry's fireworks. Uh, that's That's a number one for me, for sure. In that video, which was posted to his social media yesterday, August 23rd, Terrible laid out the rules. He stated, four rules of real man. Four rules of real men. Four rules of real man. First one, the real man eats woman pussy he likes. Second one, the real man eats food with his own hands. Like, okay. I don't... Um... Like you don't use a fork or, or, just... or even a spork. Yeah. Hmm. Third one, the real man does sport, especially combat sport. Okay. Again, I will reiterate here. You are um, like a, a vocalist in a, a deathcore band that does pop covers. So I don't, uh, I, I don't get it. I don't think that's one that you should hand on. Again, there are women in MMA who would knock your fucking block off. Correct. And the final one, the real man listened to metal music. So some people have speculated or assumed or presumed that this was posted possibly in jest or as a joke. But regardless, it was met with backlash because people are upset about the implications of what this is trying to say. So possibly if this was posted as a joke, the normal response would say, I'm sorry, this was a joke. It was improper i apologize i did not mean it. whatever i mean that's that seems like a pretty easy one to get behind saying like it was a joke because it again it doesn't even make sense a real moon real man eat food with his own hand the fuck are you talking about just lost in translation but apparently it wasn't a joke because he doubled down on it with a follow-up post dudes posting paragraphs it makes me uncomfortable when I touch on a heterosexual topic, and it doesn't matter at all, jokingly or seriously, there are a lot of people who start pointing fingers at me and calling me a homophobe or a women hater. You are crazy. If you don't like that, I'm a straight man. <laughs> just so many people are mad that this guy is straight. Hate ah. it. Hate it. God, just kicking sand. Just being alone in my feelings. <laughs> Just hands in my pocket, staring off into the sunset on the beach, just being so upset that Alex Terrible doesn't want to suck on a cock every now and then. It just makes me and have traditional furious. family and have traditional family values. 
please unfollow me. I don't give a shit who are you, and if you suck dicks, balls, ass, or pussy, it's not my fucking deal. I don't want to know that. That's your personal fucking stuff. I will not feel sorry for anyone and be gentle. I say what I think, and sometimes I speak rudely. I hate propaganda in any form, especially when trying to brainwash children. Oh, huh. All right. Well, this went from like a, kind of a, a weird thing to get prickly about to uh, just saying what you mean immediately. I consider it a crime. Children absorb everything like sponges and do not realize until they are of a conscious age. I'm, I'm beginning to sense a theme among all of these people, by the way. Every single the, one of them. They're all watching the same YouTube videos and Fox personalities and reading the same shitty vlogs and blogs. Parents, teachers, and educators are responsible for children, and they must help them become individuals who in the future will take responsibility for their own destiny. If you want to cancel me for this, then please. I won't stop making my own music and being myself. Fuck you. I mean, when are you going to start making your own music, I guess, was my question. Ooh. Yeah, this is... I mean, this is hitting on a lot of different homophobia, transphobia, uh, even delving into the everyone's a pedophile... Just yeah, the, brain rot. The the libs of TikTok kind of shit. Um, yeah. uh, have you ever looked into the background of that libs of TikTok lady? Yeah, she's an Orthodox Jewish woman who lives in Brooklyn and yeah. is dumb as shit. Like uh, like looking specifically like at the uh, the levels of like kind of abuse that go on within that specific sect religion. Like not doesn't look so good, man. Yeah, it's a problem among any orthodox religion, and it has been thriving in that community for a while, and this person has built up an audience of awful people. Um, Yeah, it really sucks. And it's had real-world consequences, like uh, bomb threats to hospitals that do care for children. So, I don't know. I often think about, like, advertising and propaganda, and I wonder, like... Yeah, what is it about a message that causes it to uh, cause an audience to latch onto it? And I think the thing that I have seen consistently is that I have I've yet to see like an even semi-intelligent person grasp onto uh, this rampant uh, transphobia or like even just another gay panic in general. This is the transphobia has kind of spread outward because it's, there's not enough trans people to get mad at, I guess. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a, it's a kind of a rabid, uh, virulent strain among like legitimately stupid people. I don't, I don't know what to make of it, man, but it's, uh, probably ought to nip that shit in the bud. It's uh, the culture war. We have nothing else to go on. So we need to keep you scared and afraid at all times. And what's the easiest way to do that than pointing at someone and saying they're different, get them. And there is a large amount of people throughout the world that will go, yeah, yeah, they're, they're scary. They're slightly different from me. I need to be mad at that because they're not particularly smart. And they, I mean, even in this, talking about, like, I hate propaganda, despite obviously Just being gulping fed it, it up, yeah. 
just being shoveled piles of it down your throat. So, uh, and it's all these people think that they're smart. They all think that they've got a bead on something, you know, Oh, it's, I'm not going to believe this government propaganda, but I'm going to believe some guy that has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and uh, as you can see, they all share the same kind of phrases and vernacular. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very obvious to me, like you have just grabbed onto something somebody else said and kind of slowly transforming it into your entire personality. Case in point here, uh, you have old fucking Ronald, Ronald Radke uh, saying, I stand with Alex. You aren't allowed to be heterosexual anymore. That is a direct quote from probably the best form of uh, transphobia and misogyny, for that matter, uh, within uh, aggressive music today. If Ronald Radke is backing you up, you fucked up. You fucked up real bad. Um, anyway, uh, Radke here continues. My daughter comes home from school and says, I have three trans friends, two gay friends. She is literally a child. It is a trend to be trans and gay. And y'all want to act like it's fucking normal and try to shame people and make them into bad people because it makes them uncomfortable that their kids are being exposed and indoctrinated and confused. When I was in school, we worried about who had coolest shoes, who skated the best, not who was trans in fourth fucking grade. You ain't going to tell me shit. So, I mean, a lot of people have tried to tell him shit over the years, and it has clearly fallen on deaf ears, man. <laughs> it's not up to other people if you become uncomfortable just by their existence. Yeah. Um, Ronald Radke, for that matter, should be burned alive. <clears throat> and nothing of value is lost. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I really... Um, I hate that this is something that we have to talk about uh, so often, Uh that it's it's just uh, we're becoming like the UK and how how many fucking rabid transphobes have popped out of nowhere to uh, harass, beat, and kill people who have done nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing to them, simply existing, and it is just an affront to these these people who are like, I'm not upset, I'm not mad about this. You're, and then they're going on long rants on social media and getting kicked off of social media places because of it. And it's always the loudest, stupidest people. Um, and as we mentioned before, the doubling down. Yeah. He tripled down. Oh, really? Oh, really? This is my last message for my fans who got offended. You asking me for respect and pay attention for a group of people? You say I have to take care of all my fans and it doesn't matter what is that group LGBT or religious cult or whatever or whoever. I will not respect you (laughs) just for the fact that you exist. I will not take care of anyone I don't know personally. Oh, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, that's obvious, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't trust him like pushing me in a wheelchair by a set of stairs. No. I would not take care of anyone I don't know personally, and probably I would donate to animals more than to human. Even if you are oppressed and you are in the minority. And at this point, I would like to point out that Alex Suka uh, has covered up multiple Nazi tattoos. There's (laughs) pictures of him hanging out with neo-Nazis and supporting Nazi bands. So this is all starting to come together for people. Um, 
that that definitely does check out. I respect only strong people, and I don't give a damn what color you are, orientation, or what values you have. I don't believe you, by the way. You have no fucking excuses. If you are a strong person and do something for you, your family, and people around you, and do not live in chaos, you are worthy of my respect and attention to you. I want to live in society like this. Not in society with pussies, ass, sensitive bitches. He's starting to talk like someone from um, Death Clock. (laughs) And I know probably a lot of you don't care about giving my respect for anyone. Anyway, I respect human feelings, but also I will not bend under you. Fuck you. For all of you fucking sensitive pussies, I'm going to say, in all caps, it's so difficult and sad to be you. I'm sorry. Fucking do something. I mean, is that a challenge? <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, we need to make these people physically unsafe. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> make transphobes afraid again. Yeah. Um, I hate that we have to do this. I think it would be better uh, in the future if we do a show focus rather on like uh, how hateful these idiots are. But like, let's talk about like music we like from trans folks instead. Like, sure. I think that would maybe be a show that wouldn't put me in such a fucking bad mood. Uh, as much as we love talking shit, I cannot stand talking about these wastes of fucking air. It would also be good for other people within the metal community, I mean, known musicians, to have their own open responses to this, saying about how awful and terrible it is. I know there are people who... Uh, you know, are well spoken and do share these same thoughts and feelings. It would be good to have some louder rebuttals, specifically calling these people out and like maybe don't tour with these bands. Yep. You know, yep. Th- or don't put out a t shirt with these bands. Hate breed. Mm hmm. Uh, with the Russian and American flags prominently displayed on it. Great look, dude. Killer. Great job, man. <laughs> and uh, someone had pointed out that uh, someone we know had actually commented on this final post of his. Yeah, what's that? This would be Larissa Stupar of Venom Prison, last seen heading down the same path of uh, turfiness transphobia. Oh, Jesus. So Larissa X. Fisher, uh, that's her at... It's so funny how these people think you have to respect them and explain yourself to them. The Oh, boy. Wow. Wow. That's a, like a comically evil statement there. <laughs> like, I, I don't respect your humanity uh, or, or like anything about you. That's, that's something else. Um, well, she is uh, from the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that checks out. Uh, they are, uh, as of this point, still uh, the most uh, virulent, uh, hateful freaks. Uh, I think that if not now, then surely the band should be done uh, quickly. Like there were all those rumors about her uh, being a turf. She kind of comes out and says it outright. Uh, if the band ever tries to put out another record or tour again, probably would be in the best interest of everyone involved to ignore them. Or they start playing like Hammer Skin Fest. Yeah, you, you, I, we just gotta cut these folks off entirely. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no point in giving them the time of day, reviewing any of their stuff, interviewing them. They are gone. They are done. There's no point to them. They only exist now for us to make fun of and to remind people 
especially people that aren't connected to the internet as much as we are and just following along. Inform people, let your friends know. Just be like, hey, by the way, this thing that you like, here's what they think about you or your friends. And be done with them. Let's be done with them on a permanent basis. And I did see, I think just this week, The Nation, thenation.com, put out an article, How the UK's Metal Scene Became a Haven for Trans People. So there is hope out there, and they list of various bands that are part of this scene and trying to work on improving things and you know staying staying with it, not getting beaten down by all this. So they do exist, support those bands, help each other, because there are obviously people out there that do want to do harm to them. Yeah. So um, for upcoming episode, uh, rather than, uh, again, this shit where we have to talk about these freaks, we're going to do something a little bit more celebratory. So look forward to that in the future. And uh, again, if you have the opportunity, you should punch these people right in the nose. A punch to the face is a pretty good way of teaching these people a lesson. They don't learn otherwise, unfortunately. Deplatform them IRL. Yes. Uh, kick them right off a stage. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think? Should we uh, should probably call it here on this one? Yeah, I think so. Sorry this wasn't a fun one, but so much of it was going on that we had to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, instead, uh, look forward to future episodes uh, where we delve into sillier, more fun topics. You can like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, on Blue Sky. We're on Twitter, at Joe Thrash and Kill, at 365 Days of Horror. You can email us, toiletofhell at gmail.com, toiletofhellradio at gmail.com, and sign up for Patreon. We are still doing Season of Mist on our... This will be the second episode. We're probably doing three of them. Going through their label and just kicking off all of the Nazi bands, a lot of the Canadian tech death bands. There's only so many you could have. And just trying to figure out just who some of these bands are. Uh, it's going to be a good one. Join us over there uh, for another Fantasy Label Ball. And we will see you next time. Bye.
You're listening to 66.6 FM. Radio TOVH. The Flush.